Welcome to the Creative Liberty Podcast. I am your host, Major Chisholm. And in the studio with me today, I have Columbus Cody, the author of Recap and The Tired Teacher, the creator of the Living the Life Show podcast and YouTube channel. Welcome to the Creative Liberty Podcast, Columbus. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, so today we are going to talk about, uh, using your gifts to spread the gospel and All right. let's just, let's jump into it. And that's all I got. And we're done. And we're rolling now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm going to edit this whole little part right here out. Um, Using your gifts to spread the gospel. Tell me how um, you use your gifts to spread the gospel. Well, I think the funny thing is that I, I'm like a lot of people. I think is you you find yourself downplaying the gifts that God has given you. You don't even see them as gifts sometimes until someone else tells you that, or they confirm or reaffirm in you that you have a gift in a certain area. Um, but I think the greatest gift that God has given me is the gift to teach, you know, to make things make sense uh, to where I'm in a classroom and I could have adults and kids that are five years old. And yet by the time I finished teaching, um, the adult was able to understand everything, of course, but even the five-year-old leaves with something within them that hopefully will encourage their lives. So, you know, I think, the crazy thing is I feel like God has given me such a desire to serve him and given me all these ideas that sometimes I feel overwhelmed with how much I want to do. And I feel like if I don't start this, then I'm not going to get that done. And then, and then you start over here, but you hadn't finished over there. And it's like, you got all these projects and you haven't finished any of them. I'm like, Lord, you're giving me all these desires and, and thoughts and these creative ideas. I need you to help me make them come uh, to pass. So um, I think teaching is probably my, my, the gift that I can see for sure within myself. But then um, I, I have learned that over the years that God has also placed a spirit of creativity in me. I just, a lot of times I don't know how to do certain things, but I have the idea for it. So then I have to connect with others to make that vision come true or make that, part of the vision come to pass. And I think that's kind of a cool thing because it allows me to connect with others and also allow them to share in that part of that journey. Yeah. It's, um, it's like God is bringing people together in community. Um, and they're, they're able to share their, their strengths and weaknesses with one another. And, uh, right. Yeah. I love that. I love, yeah. I think one of the, the best ways you can, um, reach out to someone is by is is by asking them to help you with something, giving them a purpose in your life, you know? And uh Yeah. And that in, in food. <laughs> Inviting people over to eat. Um is a great is a great way to get to know people. Right, right. And you know the cool thing, the fun thing is that, you know, uh, you know, it's like it's like the scripture that says because I'm not the eye or I'm not the ear. You know, the ear and the eye uh, sometimes we feel like because I don't have a certain gift, I'm not as valuable. I'm not as important. 
but your small part, your small contribution is what's going to allow the next person, if they can connect with you to become even more fulfilled. It's kind of like when we got married, you know, the Bible calls our spouses, our help me, right? So our wives help us meet the greater potential that's within us. You know, I'm sure your wife pulls out of you greater than what you knew you had or what you thought you had. And I know for certain my wife does. So, you know, you think about how we partner with each other, you know, and you have a strong gift in A, B, and C, and I struggle with A, B, and C, but my D, E, and F is strong. So when you pour into me your A, B, and C, and I lend to you my D, E, and F, we both benefit mutually, but also what happens in the long run is that if we're using our gifts to benefit the, the kingdom, the glory, God gets the glory from what we're doing. And we couldn't do it apart from each other, or at least not to the, to the effect that we're, we're, we're designing. Right. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Um, so bringing that down to a, um, a practical level, um, how does that, how do we flesh that out? Um, like let's, let's talk through some examples of that. out um help me understand that a little bit better when you so, say that. uh so let's give our audience audience an example um uh, if um uh, if i need to know something um i can call you and if you you know how to do something you can walk me through that and help me with that um just right and like like you said with like with my wife yeah she she completes me. <laughs> no, she definitely <laughs> brings out, man, she brings out uh, so many great qualities I didn't know I had in me. It makes me want yeah. to be, uh, you know, definitely cliche, a better man. Um, mm. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I so, um, for instance, she's a great photographer and um, and has an eye for design that I went to school for and she's better at it than me. And she went to school for it too, but she's, she's one of those people that just has that eye for it. And so I'm always yeah. asking her like, yeah. so, you know, or if she's taking a picture with, for something, I'm coming behind her I'm trying to take the same picture and it just doesn't look the same. So, but you don't touch hers, huh? <laughs> but yeah, you know, that, that is a, that is an awesome thing is like you said, you know, she has a natural gift for it and you have a desire to learn that or to enhance that. And now you have someone you can lean on to guide you through that process. Yeah. You know, I think for me, I think, I, I think about, I think about the Lord so, so often that all throughout the day, he's constantly placing things in my mind that will be of an encouragement. And a lot of it is creative stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, it's not, it's not uncommon for me to be posting on social media, something that will hopefully get people to think about the Lord. You know, um, I mean, I, I may be sitting in my room and all of a sudden, uh, one of the church members pops in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so I reach out to them via text and just say, How's it going? Just want to let you know you were on my heart and wanted to check in with you. And, you know, when they respond, it's so heavy. It's like, man, brother, thank you so much for 
checking on me. I needed to hear that. You know, your, your words were exactly what I needed this moment. And then God, a place in my spirit. Now create a challenge for others to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So then I may put out on Facebook, uh, let's, let's do the pick three and pray challenge, pick three people out of your phone and pray for them. Mm -hmm. Or the first three people that pop in your mind, lift them up in prayer and then text them and let them know you're thinking about them. Because what we don't realize is as we're living our own busy lives, that there's other people who are struggling even more than we are, or that they may need to feel God's love in that moment. And we don't realize how impactful we are being that vessel for him. So, you know, those types to me, I say they're small things, but to another person, it may be a huge thing for them that someone is actually reaching out to me. Someone is actually looking out for me. And so, you know, I think being sensitive to his spirit, you're always hearing his voice that says, do this, do this, do this. And it may seem like a small thing to take five minutes to create a little graphic to put on your social media, but later you see the benefit of it when you get an instant message or a, a direct message from someone saying, hey, um, hey, coach, I saw your post. I uh, just want to let you know I really do appreciate the video you made or whatever because I get little messages like that all the time that, number one, encourages me to keep doing it because I realize my work is not in vain, which, of course, I know it's never in vain when you do what God wants you to do. Mm -hmm. But when you get the confirmation or the the acknowledgement from those who are consuming whatever you're putting out there, it, it makes you feel good that God is using you, number one, but number two, that they're benefiting from it, that someone is being uplifted from it. So I think that's probably one of the greatest joys I have of allowing God to use me or use the gifts that he's placed in me to be a, a blessing or a benefit to somebody else. Yeah, I love that. I love that. My wife is, uh, um, she's not on social media and she prefers to pick up the phone and call people. And so your example mm -hmm. just re reminded me of that, of, of what she likes to do. She's like, you know, people need that, that personal contact. And, uh, I really right. appreciate that about her and, and you guys. And mm -hmm. I need to do that more often. Um, but, uh, so you were, you were talking, uh, earlier about, social media and stuff. And let's, let's dive into your, um, your YouTube channel. It's called the living the life show. Uh, you have a podcast and the YouTube channel. Tell me about that. And the, the kind of, you know, kind of your purpose, kind of how you see God's purpose of using that. You kind of spoke a little bit to that, um, uh, about social media. Um, uh, but yeah, tell yeah. us, tell, give me the story of how all that has uh, come about. Yeah. Well, so years ago I was doing a podcast. I was just trying to learn how to do the podcast and I would make a podcast and I would send it to everybody in my phone. Um, cause I was excited about it. I wanted to encourage as many people as I could. And one of my buddies was like, you should make these into videos. And I was like, nah, I don't do no video, man. It's just, just <laughs> audio. Just want people to hear the audio. I'm not going to get into the video. And then one day I made a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, this was actually fun. And it gives people who are visual learners a chance to see and to, and it gives you a chance to have another creative outlet. So with the podcast, it's straight audio. I mean, I could be sitting over here drinking coffee and scratching my head. Yep. Y'all would never know. But on the video, I mean, now all of a sudden I get a chance to use graphics and pictures and and uh, videos of myself, videos of my children, videos of a lot of different things to 
bring the point alive or bring the, the concept alive, you know, and allow people to see um, the stories that or the lessons that, that I'm trying to teach, the biblical content I'm trying to share with them in a, in a way that hopefully will be so fun watching that it'll be impactful and that you won't forget it. You know, so I started off with the podcast and then I started doing YouTube and I stopped doing the podcast. Hmm, And so, um, I'm watching, um, uh, this, this guru tech guru or, uh, social media guru. And he was like, you need to make sure your content is in every medium possible. So you have YouTube podcast, your blog, you know, so it's written, it's audio, it's video, mm-hmm. you know, you got it in every way possible. And I say, you know what? I need to start doing the podcast again, you know? So it's never been about making money for me, you know? Right. So when I hear people say that they're monetizing this and monetizing that, I've never even investigated that because it wasn't a, it wasn't my motives. Right. My motives was never about making money. Mm-hmm. So my motives was always about encouraging the next person. So like this morning I woke up and there was a message from someone from the UK who watched my tips for raising godly children's video. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that video may be the one that has the most views on it, you know, like 30, 40,000 views. Nice. And I think that one is probably the one that gets the most responses from people as well. Like God bless you. You know, I really appreciate you making this video. You know, um, I really do want my children to grow up in the Lord, which is a blessing to me because it shows that, again, the content that God placed in my spirit at that time to share was something that would benefit people, not just that day. But that was filmed a couple of years ago and people are still finding it, you know. Right. But the funny thing is, I've also had people send me a message that is negative, which <laughs> always baffles me. If you're an atheist, why would you watch Christian content? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Just to tear someone down. So I always smile and I, and I pray. And sometimes the Lord will tell me to respond to the person. And other times I feel in my spirit that he says, just ignore that comment, you know, but yeah. sometimes there was one person that I, I, I got into a, a back and forth with, and I was trying to encourage them that I would be praying for them that one day that the joy that I have in my heart, from serving the Lord that they will get a chance to experience that. You know, I'm not trying to combat and fight with you and force you to see things uh, spiritually like I do. Mm-hmm. But I do pray that one day that you will hear God's voice and you will respond to that voice. And so that's how the, the YouTube channel and the uh, podcast came about. And then, um, yeah, I think that's what you asked me about. You didn't mm-hmm. ask me about the book yet. So nope. I'll, I'll wait for those. <laughs> we'll get to your book. <clears throat> most definitely. Um, no, that's beautiful. I, I love that. Uh, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with monetizing, but I love the the idea that you have the forethought. It's like, ah, I don't, I don't, yeah, that's not what I meant for. I'm, I meant it to encourage people and, and, and inspire people to encourage others. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm opposed. Like you said, I'm not against anyone monetizing what they're doing. Right. I just never even thought about it from that perspective as it relates to you can make money from this, you know, right. um, even the, the other ideas that God has given me, like the, the, the book that I've written and the t-shirts that I've created. I promise you this, if I was to gain a lot of income from those things, mm-hmm. 
the income would be spent pouring back into something that would benefit the kingdom, which is, right. it's almost like God blesses you, but you take the blessing to turn around and pour into someone else. So it's not like I'm over here getting rich and I'm hoarding up the riches that God has given me. So if he did allow me to gain income from the gift that he's given me, the kingdom is going to benefit from it because I'm going to pour it right back into, uh, you know, into someone else. And it's funny because my son, my 10 year old son asked, no, I take it back. My seven year old son asked me one day, uh, he said, dad, what would you do if you had a million dollars? And then my 10 year old immediately, he jumps in like most brothers do. They don't let you answer the question or whatever. He goes, he probably would give it to charity. <laughs> and then my, <laughs> my youngest son goes, who's charity. <laughs> and we just, I just laughed really hard, but I was thinking how wonderful it was that my 10 year old's first thought of his dad was that his dad would give it away. His dad would be a giver. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I, you know, and I, I told him how much I appreciate it, that he would say that about me. Uh, I said, I would probably give quite a bit of it to charity, but that a million dollars, I figured out a way to make sure that million dollars kept working for us too. That's right. And, and allowed me to be a blessing to someone else, but still set you guys up for, for your features as well. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's the, the desire that I have, like right now I have in my phone, um, concepts and ideas for the next podcast and the next YouTube video. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of sitting down and getting it all done, right? Getting it all done. Yeah. I, man, as yeah, and I'm I'm just like you as a creative. I have all these ideas, and and I'm, yeah. It's just a matter of managing that time and finding the time to actually sit down and, and do that. And we can talk about mm-hmm. that um, uh, about all this time, extra time that we have right now. We can talk about that uh, towards the end of the podcast. But um, I do want to jump into and talk about uh, recap your book. And so tell me, tell me about this book recap. You have a couple of books, recap and the tired teacher. Um, and, and Too Many Toys in the Tub, which is a children's book. Oh, really? Too Many yeah. Toys in the yeah. Tub. Yeah. So, yeah, my first book was Recap, and that was born out of a Bible study lesson. So I was teaching a lesson one Wednesday night, and I called it Recap of the Word of God. Okay. And I went through, like, again, because when I teach, I like it to be fun, and I like it to be memorable, and I like it to be uh, impactful to where when you walk out, it's not just, that was a cool lesson. That was a thought provoking. And now the concepts stick in your head. So I started off with the first and everything was re, cause that's why I titled recap. So re, so the first point was rebellion. It started with a rebellion. Mm-hmm. So when Adam and Eve rebelled in the garden of Eden, the rebellion led to the next thing, which is redemption, redemption, can only take place after there is repentance. So every chapter is re, 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 re. Every point was re, 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 re. And, um, I was driving to work one day and, um, I felt in my spirit, like it was like really loud. The voice I heard in my spirit and it said, uh, you need to turn that lesson into a book. Hmm. And I dismissed the, the notion of it because I'll be honest with you. I'm not a very big reader, you know, I wasn't then, you know, and I'm still growing myself into enjoying reading because I don't read for entertainment. I read for enlightenment. So most of the stuff I read is kind of dry. Mm -hmm. It's kind of boring. So I have to really be in the mood to read because I want to learn stuff. 
Um, If I want to be entertained, I'll go ahead and watch the movie. I don't want to read a novel. I want to read a book that's going to, what I consider lift me up. And so I dismiss it because I'm like, I don't even read. How am I going to write a book? (laughs) Right. So uh, a couple of days goes by and I hear it again, except this time it's like even louder. You need to turn that lesson into a book to bless the people who are not a part of this Bible study lesson. And I said, all right, Lord, if this is you speaking to me, I will write the book as you've instructed, but you're going to have to help me because I have no idea what Mm -hmm. to do. And I'll be honest, a lot of it is a blur to me because I can't remember how I learned about ISBN numbers and how I learned about where to go for copyright and how I may have YouTube all of it. I can't even remember. I just know it was a lot of research uh-huh. uh, stuff that again, I normally wouldn't have ever thought to do. So I sit down and I type and, and some nights I type a chapter or two and then some nights it'd be another three weeks and I haven't picked up my computer and then it'd be two in the morning and God is weighing heavy on my spirit to where I can't sleep. And I come downstairs and I'd write for another hour and, and the funny thing is those nights where I was really tired, but I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. Those felt like the nights where everything just flowed from me so easily. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, I knew he was with me in those moments. And so I'm typing the book, I'm typing the book. And when I get to the end, it was like, ah, I'm done. So now I got to find someone to help me format the book. And, and then I got to find someone to help me create the cover. I got a vision for the cover, but I need someone to help, else to help me create the cover because I don't know how to do any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So there, there goes that thing what we were talking about in the beginning where you connect with others and allow them to be a part of this journey with you. And so um, Recap was written as a means of sharing the biblical principles that are within the Bible. So for people who say the Bible is so boring or I don't understand it, I don't get it, Recap was written to kind of make the Bible fun for people in hopes that more people will start spending more time in their Bible because don't, don't take recap as the, the book you need to read and then you're done. Let recap be the book that makes you go, Oh wow. I didn't know that was in the Bible. That's cool. Let me go start reading my Bible. Now the Bible is so, it is so action packed with everything, you know, oh, yeah. for people that like romance, it's in the Bible. People that like action it's in the Bible thrillers, Murder mystery, it's in the Bible, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, you like the, uh, uh, what's that, uh, the spies, they're in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know about any Westerns, but I'm sure you can come up with a Western and <laughs> talk about the wilderness and all that. But it, it's all in there, and it's so impactful and powerful um, that I think that when a person reads Recap, I think they'll, when they finish reading, I think they'll be like, you know what? I want to spend more time in my Bible. And if they do that, then I feel like, again, my work is not in vain. I don't know how many books I've sold. You know, I've given away, you know, many, many copies. So I don't even know, you know, I haven't made much money from the book, but whatever I've made, I probably have turned around and given back in some way anyhow, Mm -hmm. you know. um, uh, But I do know I've made enough to at least have paid back what I had to spend to create it you know right um but yeah so that's how recap came about uh too many toys in the tub i was walking upstairs to get ready to give one of my sons a bath and when i walked in he had 
felt what felt like 50 toys in the tub. And I was like, dude, dude, there's too many toys in this tub. And as soon as I said that, I, again, that same idea, the same like voice or that urging, boom, there's your next book. Uh, I love it. Too many toys in the tub. So I, I sat down after giving my son a bath and wrote that book in one sitting. No way. Too many toys in the tub. No, serious. That's awesome. And then I had to reach out and find an artist to do the illustration. Now that, that was the hardest part for me because that cost me the most money, you know, that, that I've ever spent because when you reach out to an artist, you, you don't try to, um, the one thing I've learned from my pastor is that just because you know a person and they have a skill doesn't mean you should expect them to give you a different price for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is their livelihood. Pay them what they are worth. And so this, this uh, young man that I connected with, you know, I think I paid more for the illustrations for the children's book than I paid for anything else that relates to creating something. Wow. So I got, got that part done and, and, and got that taken care of. And um, I was probably in my 15th year of teaching and I was just exhausted. I'm done with it. I'm sick of the system. Mm-hmm. Not just my school. My school was okay. I, I loved being in my classroom. Mm-hmm. My classroom was fine. Once I walked out of my classroom, that was a different story. Right. You know, the hallways, it felt like my classroom was a little piece of heaven. Mm-hmm. But when I stepped out in the hallway, I went from a little piece of heaven to one of the deepest, darkest parts of hell. Right. You know, profanity everywhere kids doing whatever, whatever, and there's no accountability. And it wasn't just my school, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm sick and tired of the educational system. And I was so close to quitting. I watched one of my favorite colleagues quit at Christmas because she was tired of the mess as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking to my students one day and I'm explaining to them that you guys are losing great teachers because y'all won't behave. You won't act like young men and young women. You're acting like you have no self-control and you're losing good teachers. Mm-hmm. Not the terrible ones. You're losing the good ones. Mm-hmm. And then God placed in my spirit again to write a book to hopefully encourage the teachers to hang in there because we really do make a difference. Right. At the time that we're frustrated, we don't feel like it, but we really do make a difference. And so that's when I wrote The Tired Teacher, Eight Tips to Beat Burnout. And so I included eight tips in there that I believe will encourage every teacher. Matter of fact, it doesn't even have to be a teacher. If anybody who works that feels like they're burning out, mm-hmm. those tips will be helpful for them as well, just to encourage them to hang in there. You know, remember why you do this, you know, um, not to, to, to share the whole book, but one, I think my, one of my favorite chapters was that you can't save them all. Right. You know, and I know that's a that's, that's the last thing an educator who loves kids wants to say is that I can't save them all. Right. But sometimes we beat ourselves up over that one student that we can't reach. And we forget that we got 32 other ones in the class that love and adore us and that we are truly making an impact in their lives. You can't save them all. Right. You know, Jesus had 12 disciples and one of them betrayed him. So, you know. If Jesus couldn't save them all, <laughs> you know, we might as well give ourselves a break that we, we're not going to save all of them. Right. So do the best you can. Have a little grace. And, um, right, right. 
So I wrote that book to hopefully encourage as many educators and principals, especially educators and principals, but, you know, anybody who works in a profession where they feel like they're burned out. Yeah, and uh, for the record, uh, for the podcast and for our audience, uh, we are both educators, and we actually met at a high school in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you teach what? P. Yeah, wellness at that time. Now it's just strictly physical education because I teach on the middle school level now. Whereas when you and I were together at the high school, right. And I teach art. So two of the professions that a lot of people make fun of. <laughs> right, right. But two of the most, <laughs> two of the best professions because we get to see all the kids. So, And what we teach to me is relevant for forever. You know right. what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, it, it, the, the concepts that we teach are forever. So, you know, I, I've gone from the point of teaching my students, high school students now, how to properly shower and bathe themselves. Mm-hmm. Because I think what happens a lot of times when a kid turns about five or six, the parents go, go take a bath. Right. They don't check behind them anymore. And so the kid grows up doing a halfway job and no one actually showed them how to clean their body. So when I taught lifetime wellness, I would bring in, I know like a duffel bag full of stuff, a towel, a dry out towel, soap, and I would demonstrate everything, how to, how to properly brush their teeth, floss their teeth, how to bathe, how to clip their fingernails, toenails. I would show them all of this. And I'm not going to lie to you. I probably two years ago, I had a student send me a, a message that I had maybe 10 years ago. And she was like, Cody, you know, I still cut my fingernails based on how you showed us oh. in class. So it, go, it gives me a chance to see that they don't forget these things. Mm-hmm. You know, these are things that are impactful that now they're teaching their own kids how to properly bathe. So you're not at school smelling like OMG. What is that? Right. You know? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, what is that smell? Like, man, that's a little buddy in the back of the room. <laughs> and, and, and it's not like he doesn't have soap. His parents just never took the time to show him how to properly bathe yourself right. or how to take care of your body. And now that you're getting older and your hormones are changing, your body odor changes. And when you're still practicing the same, poor hygiene methods, it's not going to offset. And you know how high school boys are. They'll use some Axe in a minute, some, mm-hmm. some Old Spice, and, and spray enough on, on to cause everybody to have an asthma attack. But, <laughs> yeah. This is true. So tell me about uh, ColumbusCody.com. All right. So, again, from watching all the YouTube videos, you learn that you need to make sure you get your, your domain name and you know, I was fortunate enough that not any other Columbus Coders out there that wanted to use that. So ColumbusCody.com is the website I've created where everything is centralized. You know, all my YouTube videos are there. Um, mm-hmm. um, all my books are there. And even now I've created um, what I call witness wear, which is um, clothing that sparks a conversation. So in ho- all the T-shirts that I've created are designed to catch someone's eyes and allows you to spend a few minutes witnessing to them. So when they see your shirt, they're like, Hey, what does that mean? Or what verse is that in the Bible? Now it gives you a chance to talk to them about uh, what that shirt means to you and then what it means to, to give your heart to Christ. So I created those um, shirts and hoodies, things like that to help to 
bridge the gap. Sometimes we don't know how to approach people. So if you're rocking something that's, excuse me, that's stylish, that's neat, and it also has a message on it, it may lead to more conversation to where a person, now the door has been cracked for you to walk on in and, and be that light you're supposed to be. Um, but everything is, can be found on the website. Um, you know, even for speaking engagements, there's a link on there. If this person wanted to bring me in to speak at their event or their, their church outing or whatnot, all that information is on the website to where, um, they can reach out to me. The, the blog is on there. I even have a, um, a link for, um, prayer requests. So even to a point where a person comes to the website and they're like, I really need you to pray for me. I need you to lift me up. There's a section on there where they can contact me and say, I need you to pray for me concerning these issues. And that comes directly to me to where I can spend that time in prayer. Nice. Um, and one of the things I've noticed on, uh, like, so, um, we're obviously friends on Facebook. Um, you'll, you'll put out a question and you'll say, um, Hey, give me, call me, email me or text me. And I've often, wake up in the middle of the night, see your post. Cause you know, the logarithm will push stuff up, you know, two days later or something. But, um, <laughs> and you know, I get up in the middle of the night, use the bathroom and then check my phone. And, um, and I thought, well, if, if I text him right now or call him, does that just go to a, a, a number that, that doesn't ring or is that, is that his personal number? I don't know. So, uh, so you have an actual dedicated. All right. So the, the number that, that a person that whenever I make those posts, for them to reach out to me, 615-379-8505. That is my Google Voice number, and it is set to do not disturb, so it doesn't ring my phone. It goes directly to a voicemail, or if they want to text, it automatically stores it. And it sends me an alert, but it's not a an audio alert. So I know, okay, I got an email that says, you have a voicemail from uh, Major Chisholm in your email, and then I go to Google Google Voice, and then there's the uh, the voicemail. And the cool thing about that is when I ask the question, uh, like for example, the question might be, "What's the hardest thing about being a Christian?" Mm-hmm. And if they want to be a part of the podcast, because that podcast topic may come down the road, um, the hardest things about being a Christian, then I can download the clip of their voicemail, and I can just input that into the podcast. So they don't have to worry about calling in or waiting for a certain day. They can share it when they got ready. You know, the hardest thing for me about being a Christian is A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. I download that audio file, plug it into the podcast, and now they get a chance to be a part of the podcast. I see. So that's how I use that uh, Google Voice number. So, yeah, it never it never will wake me up because um, whether a person calls 2 in the morning, 4 in the morning, it's not going to ring the phone until I uh, re- re- uh, remove the uh, do not disturb part. Gotcha. I'm going to blow your phone up from now. Yeah. Now, you know, the number you always call me on now, that is my cell. So <laughs> you call that one. And yeah, then I'm going to wake up. Then I'm, then I'm about to do a karate kick on you. That's right. Um, so we are in this weird time because normally I would love to be face to face with you and and catching up over some coffee this early in the morning. Um, but where history has us right now is, uh, we have a lot of time on our hands because of the coronavirus. And, uh, I'm actually in Colorado and you're in Tennessee. And so, uh, yeah. How do, 
let's talk about that. <laughs> let's I mean, not necessarily the virus, but I guess uh, you know uh, ways that we're using our time. We're one, obviously, doing a podcast. I, like right now, early morning, um, my sons are still asleep. They'll get up in a little bit, and then I'll get them some breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do, you know, I'll play daddy teacher for a few minutes. You know, nothing too strenuous, but have them do a little bit of school work, a little bit of work that keeps the mind fresh and healthy. And while they're doing that, I'll do some reading myself. Um, right now, I'm actually reading in First uh, Kings. So that's my, my daily reading right now. So I'm mm-hmm. learning a little bit about Solomon and, you know, the wise and unwise decisions that he will make. And uh, after they finish their coursework, then we, you know, try to do something together as it relates to exercise. Even if it's just go out in the yard and throw the football, dribble the basketball, throw a baseball, you know, um, because we can't, you know, can't go to too many places. Um, But trying to use this time also to exercise a lot of the creative ideas that come to mind, at least positioning them to – to um, if, even if I'm not working on them now, I can start organizing the ideas and putting them in 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 place to where when the time comes to to see those happen, I actually have done a lot of the leg work. So right. uh, it's very easy to get lazy at this time and want to watch movies all day long and 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 TV shows all day long. And don't get me wrong, there's days when I do that, mm-hmm. but then there's other days where I, I feel that motivation, and so I may write a chapter in the in my next book. Um, which I am actually writing another book right now, which will be a small book, hopefully very fun, action-packed, full of knowledge and wisdom that will encourage uh, a lot of people. And and actually, the title of my next book is going to be Becoming Better Believers. So um, be on the lookout for that one down the road. BBB. Um, Yep, BBB. That's exactly, you know, it's funny because at first I was thinking about you know, the book cover. And I actually have, the, again, the vision of the book covers in my mind already. So I'm already trying to decide who I'm going to have to, you know, commission to make that come to pass. Um, but um, when I thought about BBB, I said, I got to stay away from that because that's the, the big baller brand. That's a, the crazy dad um, in the NBA. I'm not sure if you watch the NBA or not, but I don't want to go that route. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, uh, just just using the, I'll trying to use all this time um, to get as many things done as possible. Because, um, I mean, who would have thought in a million years we'd have time like this? Right. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm kind of doing the same thing here in Colorado. I'm working on my YouTube channel and putting out fun videos and uh, coming up with other, other stuff as well. Uh, top secret creative stuff that I'm not ready to announce yet. Although I did have a student, a uh, former student reach out to me and we were, we were chatting and uh, I told him about this, this thing. And he's like, why are you keeping that under wraps? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, you know, fear of uh fear of failure, fear of putting it out, fear of not being able yeah. to, to deliver. It's a, it's a book actually. Um, and so, mm. so yeah, but <clears throat> so we'll see, we'll see if 2020, uh, you know, provides God's actually, you know, provided the time right now. And I, I told my wife last night, I was like, I need to be working on, and she's like, yeah, <laughs> you, know? like, you got all this time. <laughs> so right. I may actually yeah. work on some of that. Yeah. Today. yeah. And, and that, that fear of failure is, is a beast that we all have to play. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to tell you, I, I read an article or, or listened to a speaker. I can't remember which one it was. 
um, that really helped me when it comes to speaking um, in church, especially, is that, you know, a lot of times you get nervous before you speak. Mm -hmm. And that's because you're wondering, are they going to receive your message? And whatever I was listening to or reading at that moment, what he said was, that's the problem. You still see it as your message, not God's message. Your job is just to share what God has told you. So when, when you start visualizing it from that perspective, it takes pressure off of you about how you are perceived. I, I'm not so worried about how I'm perceived now. I'm just going to share with you what God has placed within me. And so even when it comes to our creative outlets, like the books and things of that nature, if we can get to the point where we go, I'm just sharing with you what God has placed within me. I think it'll take a lot of the pressure off of us of being afraid of failure because the, the fact that you put it out there, that is the success of it. Right. You know, because I, I honestly believe, especially when it comes to witnessing and being a, a light for God, God doesn't hold us accountable for how another person receives it. He just holds us accountable for, for delivering it. You know, whether they accept it or not, that's not our cross to bear. Our cross to bear is I told you to go and deliver it, go deliver it. Right. And you're like, yes, sir, I'll deliver it. <laughs> now I hope they all listen, but that's not my job. My job is just to deliver it. So when you're writing that book, when you're, and you know, you got that, the idea to do these things, the job for us is just to get it done and let him worry about all the rest, you know, because like I said, I would love to sell a million copies of recap, but if I sold 500 and out of those 500, 10 people gave their hearts to God, I feel like I've been successful. If one person mm -hmm. gave their heart to God, I feel like I've been successful, you know, my, my neighbor across the street from me, she's a professor at MPSU, and uh, she got a copy of Recap uh, years ago. And inside the book, there's at the end of each chapter, there's what I call reflect and connect. So I want them to reflect on what we learned in the chapter and then connect with me. You know, they can either send me an email or as they tweet some about the book, you know, uh, mention me in the tweet so that I can see, you know, what, what they're getting from the book. And so she emailed me and she was like, Columbus, I just want you to know that uh, I haven't finished the book yet, but I have read chapter two, six times. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, wow. She said, there's a lot that I'm dealing with in my life. And this chapter has really blessed me. Mm -hmm. And when she wrote that, like my spirit was full. I was like, thank you, Lord, that this one person, even if it's just one chapter, this one person has benefited from this and hopefully have been brought closer to you. And from that, man, I, I'll deal with selling two copies. If that means that those two people are closer to the Lord, you know, right. because like I said, my motives was never about making money. Mm -hmm. It was about making content that will hopefully lead others closer to him. Love that. That may be the, the title of the podcast. Um, no, I think the title of the podcast would be Columbus Cody. Um, when did when did you? Uh, you're you're no your father. He's a preacher, right? Pastor. Pastor. Yep. Yes. And my my grandfather was a preacher as well. My dad was a pastor, but my grandfather was a preacher. Okay. And w when did you become a Christian? Oh man, you know it's funny. 
you know, you grow growing up in the church your whole life. You you just almost feel like you're like uh, born into it, but it doesn't mean that you're saved just because you have church attendance. So right. I would say that when when I got real with Christ mm-hmm. was after I came home from the military. When I got home out of the Navy, so I would say I was probably about 21, 22 years old. Okay. And uh, that's when it became real for me. Now, I've, I've had a foundation set in my life but and been baptized, you know, like a lot of people, you go through the, the motions of our Christian traditions, but you, mm-hmm. you're doing it because granny wants you to get baptized. Right. Mama wants you to get baptized. But you really don't know what those things mean per se. But when it became real for me, um, I was probably about 21 or 22. Okay. And it was funny because um, our pastor, we were sharing uh, one Wednesday night about um, your first real encounter with Christ. Or when do you first remember, you know, um, it becoming real for you? And for me, what, what stands out the most for me was um, I went to the movies to see The Passion of the Christ when it came out. Oh, yeah. And, um, when I watched the movie, they got to the scene where Jesus was taking the lashes, those 40 lashes mm-hmm. from the, uh, the cat of nine tails. And, and it was ripping his skin apart and no lie. I promise you, man, I hope I don't start crying at this part. I, I could not compose myself in the movies. I am weeping in the movies and having a chance to see the visual of what he endured for me. It changed my heart forever. Mm. I remember saying to myself, and I said verbally, Lord, I will never be the same man again. From this point forward, I will live for you completely. And that was the first, I mean, I had already surrendered my heart to God, but that, that moment, I remember it was like something inside of me flipped to another switch mm. to where I refused to be the same guy I was yesterday. Yeah. And that movie to me was like, it's an eye open. Even explaining this now, it makes me emotional, you know, because I don't know if you've watched the movie. Oh yeah. I own it. And, re- and, re- and remember that scene. Oh yeah. But that changed me. Mm-hmm. That, that scene changed me. And, you know, I thank God for Mel Gibson for that at least. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, um, yeah. I tell people that I, uh, um, became a believer when I was seven, you know, kind of like you did the, did the Christian tradition, went swimming with the pastor, you know, got baptized and all that. And, uh, but I didn't become a follower until I was about 14 or 15. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, see, and that's a blessing because you, you became a follower even at such a young age, you know, I mean, to where you would, excuse me, you uh, were able to at least hopefully not see a lot of the mess that the world has to offer, you know, yeah, uh, I think the earlier we come to really follow him, a lot of the traps and snares laid for us in in our path, we get a chance to avoid those. Yeah, that was definitely uh, his mercy on my life and grace to keep me from a lot of that stuff. So, um, yeah. Now my my earbuds just died on me, so now I'm just talking straight through the phone. I hope it doesn't. No, you sound still, still sound the same. I could tell something okay, great. happened there for a little bit, but no, thanks for sharing that. That's that's awesome, and thank you for your service to our country. Um, anything else? No, I can't think of anything. 
I think we covered some good ground. I think so too. Just two two old friends catching up on a little podcast. <laughs> one drinking coffee, one drinking water. Yep. I'm I'm the coffee drinker. Do you not drink coffee? You drink coffee. I do. I need some coffee. We, Matter of fact, let me see. No, my wife didn't make any. I was gonna see if she made some before <laughs> she left for work. Yeah, we met up for But coffee. you know, I, I drink coffee sparingly, like every blue moon. I don't drink it all the time. Gotcha. That's, that's why I'm wondering if I need to drink like a special coffee one day to, to see what everybody's doing. They're like, oh, that is a good cup of coffee. I've never had that experience. So coffee is coffee. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, my students come in with these big things from Starbucks. And, you know, as, as I, I that's not coffee. That's a milkshake. And they're like, it. <laughs> so. That's a $7 milkshake. That's sir. right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you ain't got a pencil, do you? No, nah, I ain't got a pencil, <laughs> but I got a $7 milkshake. Exactly. Uh, well, this has been fun. Um, we'll have to do this again. You'll have to have me on your podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to figure out exactly which topic I want to tackle. Maybe the same thing. You know, how, no, I think what we'll do for yours is how do you, how, how do you, I, I'll figure out a way to incorporate art and how, how, how do you see God in your art? Something of that nature. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Ooh, I can, uh, I might have to cry on your podcast. There's definitely been some, some ways <laughs> God has but, made himself present. Well, don't you that. cry. Don't you cry on me. Cause you <laughs> cry. That's going to make me cry. <laughs> well uh yeah we're not well i don't know we're not videoing so it's it's okay <laughs> we're not videoing this and i can send you i can if you want i can uh i'll definitely send i can send you this audio link we can link it up and you can have it on your podcast if you want so yeah oh well once you finish just send it to me I, oh or send me your link and i'll be sharing it out on my side yeah as well. absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. um so if people want to um Find all find out more about like the author recap, the tired teacher, uh, too many toys in the tub, and your clothing line. They can go to www.columbuscody.com, and that's where everything is is pushed out from, right? Everything is there. Yeah, everything except the podcast. That's what I got to put on there now. I mean, I have. The blog is there. The YouTube videos are there. Uh, the prayer requests are there. The shop is there. The books are there. Mm-hmm. Um, if they need me for um, uh, a speaker for their special occasions, it's there. The only thing I don't have on my website now is the podcast, and I've got to I got to get that added in. And if people want to listen to your podcast, where can they go to listen to your podcast? They can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google, um, Stitcher, and Spotify. Okay, and the name of that and it's, it's is? titled the the Living the Life Show podcast. The Living the Life Show podcast. Got it. Cool. Well, Cody, Columbus, Cody. I always call you Cody because well, everybody does. When uh, the only people that call me Columbus is when I'm in trouble. <laughs> My wife calls me Columbus all the time. <laughs> oh, that means I'm always in trouble. Yep. Yeah, those, as teachers, we typically refer to each other as by our last names anyway, because that's what the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your story, and and um, I wanted to have you on. Uh, um, I was 
it would have been great to do it face to face. I doubt that I'll be able to do that since you're in Tennessee and I'm here in Colorado. But man, thank goodness for technology and they were able to do this. And it's it's been a blessing to catch up with you uh, early in the morning here in Colorado. Yeah. Um, Something good came out of this coronavirus, huh? Oh, absolutely. There's going to be so much good that comes <laughs> comes out of. You're right. In about, nine, right. about nine months, there's going to be a lot of little good things coming up, <laughs> hopefully. So. Well, I think, too, the, the, the compassionate hearts, hearts are going to be more compassionate after this, too, I think. I sure hope so, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's kind of like Christmas when you go out. I've been to Home Depot and Lowe's and driving around and stuff, and uh, people are waving, and it's like, oh, I haven't seen people. And, you know, they're, waving, <laughs> they're nice. It's kind of like right before Christmas. You know, everybody's real nice to each other. Like, hey, right. I'm, I'm hey. smiling. I'm smiling and waving. I don't have the coronavirus, but I just want to let you know. Right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm waving, but let's keep our six feet away from each other. Yeah, exactly. Stay over there. <laughs> I can help you find the paint, but stay that. Stay over there. That's right. Oh, well. But thank, I do. I appreciate you having me on as well. It's, oh, thank it's been you. a blast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for for coming on and um, don't don't hang up after the 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 outro and we'll wrap some wrap some just stuff up after uh, stop recording here. But um, gotcha. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks again for coming on and uh, if you're listening out there during this crazy time, uh, definitely go over to columbuscody.com and check out uh, his books, Recap, The Tired Teacher, which I have two copies of, one personally for me and one I donated to my school. Um, and Too Many Toys in the Tub. I'll have to get that one before we have kids. And uh, check out the clothing line and his podcast. And uh, can they sign up? Uh, if someone wanted to get like some of the stuff that you put out on Facebook, like how do they see that? Like your questions and stuff for the podcast. Do they have to be a friend with you? On um, Facebook? They, I, uh, they can um, find me on the Facebook. Uh, Facebook is living a life as well. Living okay. a life show. Perfect. Um, and um, everything is pushed out from there. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you here in a second. Once I get this little outro and I should probably uh, raise the volume. This has been the Creative Liberty Podcast, where I just have people in, and we talk about creative ways uh, that they're either that they're doing things in their life, uh, whether it's serving the Lord or um, making money or serving each other or just whatever, anything creative. And uh, yeah, so. One episode down in the uh, Creative Liberty podcast. Many more to come. And uh, I'll actually probably have another another episode out uh, kind of talking about upcoming guests. So, yeah. We'll see you all next time on the Creative Liberty podcast. <laughs>